And there we go. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Truly Your VA with Janice podcast. You know, it's it's been a little while since um, since I've done a podcast with Truly Your VA with uh, traveling and everything, and I am so excited to have an amazing guest on today. In fact, this is her third appearance this year. That's how overwhelmingly good she is. She is has a heart of gold. And, and let me just tell you before I formally introduce her, um, there's a line in her bio that I absolutely love. And I kind of say it to myself often. Um, and I probably not going to say it verbatim, but something about making, it's not that life is complicated. We are. And without further ado, I want to welcome back to the Truly Your VA podcast, Ambila Nath. Thank you so much for being here today. Janice, as always, it's such an honor and I'm so excited. Oh, yes. and thank you so much for all of those wonderful words and intro. It's oh, you are so welcome. And obviously you are a, you are far from the typical, stereotypical spiritual coach you have an amazing corporate background and you in management consulting, by the way, and you went from building a six figure job to building your spiritual business. Now I know that we've chatted obviously about this in the past, but there's so much more to a spiritual business than just being in business. It, it's so much more than just laying a foundation. It's really laying the groundwork to work with entrepreneurs, basically from all over, um, all over the world. Can you give us a little bit of an update and a background on that? Yeah, and you're so right. It is. Um, it's kind of like two different businesses coming together as one. And that's probably why I struggled for so long on working out a format that I was comfortable with that resonated with me. And then I could translate it to my clients. You have to work on both equally because mm -hmm. you can't be growing your business on the logical, practical, strategic sense and then not then give up on your spiritual growth. I mean, spirituality for me is now a part of me. So my daily routine or development or whatever you want to call it just a part of me me raising my energy levels me being in touch with my spirituality you know the things that I do for self-care again it's all a part of me but for an individual you have to know how to marry that mm -hmm. with the logical part of the business so that you don't get confused in one or the other. Because I kind of found that when I used to be either one-sided more than the other, the business just didn't work. One or the other, you know, ended up suffering because of what I was trying to portray, what I was trying to project out to the world. Hmm. You know, that is so true. And I'm obviously resonating with that right at the moment. Because as a lot of people know, with kind of restructuring and revamping my own business, you do sometimes as an entrepreneur, and, and I know I'm guilty of this, you fall into that, uh, that rut of just business, 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 
and you're not so much focusing on um, the daily routine, which for you obviously is a spirit is spiritually based um, self care, uh, personal development, whatever we call it. And which brings up my next question, because I know that for me, I have to be with the type of business that I have being a virtual assistant, podcast, booking management, so forth, so on. I have to be strategically creative with my time. So what would you say about that daily routine? Like, you know, did you sit down at your desk one day and say, okay, like, I know I need to structure this a little better. Like, what was that like for you to create that routine? Um, funnily, sorry, as you were talking, I was smiling because I was actually just creating um, my program online. And the module that I've just finished is all to do with time management. So you asking me that question is like, oh, okay. Um, it was trial and error. I'll be honest, because when you're first starting out, you don't have the skills, tools. And as I said, I was trying to combine two businesses together in terms of how it was going to make work. But also you're settling yourself into a routine or things you want to incorporate that are going to resonate with you, things that you are going to change as part of a lifestyle and not just do it as a habit because some coach has told you to do it because I've been through those. I've woken up at 5 a.m. I've exercised in the mornings. I've you know, read books. I've done this. I've done that, trying to follow very corporate logical structures and then found within months that it's just collapsed. And then I've not been able to maintain it. So you need to find a routine or I was going to say things that resonate with you and think of it as a lifestyle change rather than a habit, rather than I'm going to take it on for, you know, X number of days and make it work. So for me, it was a trial and error. But what things have resonated and have stuck to, and I've just actually taken on something new because my body, my I suppose spirit has been asking for it. So my regulars have always been that I wake up in the morning, I listen to something positive. They're not necessarily spiritual, but they feed my spirituality. So I listen to something positive. So whether that's a podcast, whether that's for me, tends to be YouTube channel, I go with and listen to something motivational that resonates with me for that morning. So that's my morning routine. And then I exercise as much as possible, whether that means just going for a walk or whether that's actual rigorous exercise, because again, it's your mental health as well. Everything is interlinked. So they're all feeding your spirituality. To have spiritual growth doesn't mean that you have to be meditating or chanting or, or do you know rituals and things, because it's about feeding your spirit. And that is spirituality. So the new thing that I've actually taken on, which my, um, if you want to call it spirit, which my inner self has been asking for, is meditation. And that's not something that has ever come easy to me. And I've just actually taken that on board and I'm actually enjoying it because the kind of meditation I'm doing is what I need for now. And you know, as you were 
describing your your morning routine and what lightened you up and this is kind of a little sidebar i just noticed that we are um we're kind of twins today <laughs> we're wearing the same color oh, uh, yeah so um anyways you know i got a little distracted there it happens from time to time <laughs> you know what this is the beauty, yeah, this is the beauty of podcasting as i often say but as you were describing your daily routine and what works for you, I love how you put it that you really have to think of it as a lifestyle change and not, okay, uh, I have to do this, 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 and this, which we are so regimented by. It's almost like an all or nothing approach. And I think sometimes when we don't take the time um, to, all right, maybe try the 5 a.m. thing waking up, you know, maybe you might have to adjust it to 5.30, like whatever works for you. It really is a trial and error. What would you say to someone who's just starting out um, and, and they're, they're doing different things and they're not feeling that the vibe, they're not feeling that connection. Obviously, that's not something that, you know, maybe they should be doing um what are some different ways that they can maybe really take it take it in but in a way where they can adjust it because that's very difficult for many people to do I know it has been for me it, exactly and it's not that I'm not doing the things that those wonderful coaches recommended that I do but then I'm all I've done is change the timings that sit better with me so I exercise not in the mornings, I do afternoon or evening, because that's when I feel my, you know, my body is going, come on, let's exercise, let's do something. Whereas get me up early morning to exercise, I'm likely to just hit the snooze button, turn over and go back to bed. So work around your energy, work around your body clock, because we all have a different body clock. And once you really tap into knowing when your peaks are, when your body is saying, yes, let's exercise. Yes, let's go for the walk. Yes, let's um, do the meditation or journaling. Then it becomes more of a lifestyle because then you're in control of it as opposed to somebody saying you have to do it. You have to do it like a drill sergeant, you know, sitting on your head. And, and we all rebel. We would all rebel because, you know, nobody likes being told. But if you are buying into it and in control of it and you're noticing the benefits of it, then you're likely to take it more on board. So that would be one of the major things. Look into your body clock, see what works for you. And then when you, if you've done that and it still doesn't resonate, then that's okay. Try something else. Exercising lots and lots of ways to exercise just because one person has said you've got to go to the gym 12 hours a day but equally you can go for walks that's exercise so find ways of doing what you enjoy under the headings that everybody else says that you should be doing it right because you know what works for me for instance you know I love kickboxing I have my own uh, commercial grade um I love uh, kickboxing Oh my God, I'm a, <laughs> just, uh, but I have my own kickboxing um, commercial grade bag, you know, in my office on the other side. So, 
you know, I, I love that, that crisp, even though it's like cold, like being hitting that bag for me, there's something about, um, and kicking it by the way, and I'm pretty darn good. <laughs> um, but that works for me. That may not work for somebody else. Now, had you told me, you know, a few years ago that I was going to fall in love with kickboxing and I also love rowing, like to me, that's like, what? You know, I mean, I'm 60 years old. That's kind of crazy, but that works for me. It may not work for somebody else. Exactly. And, but that's the thing about having that openness to know that you're not restricted just because somebody look at the heading somebody said exercise find some form that works for you you know it doesn't have to be the way that they're preaching it because it's not so much about the exercise it's the fact that you are doing something that is feeding you that is feeding your spirit that is making you happy those are the things that we want the results on and then you are more likely to, you know, keep up with it. And it's the same with, you know, if it's journaling, if it's any other kind of growth mindset work that you're doing, um, listening to podcasts, you might not be used to, you know, having that as a daily routine. All of those things, again, is very much about find the experts that resonate to you timings that resonate with you and how you want to do it so you're finding your way of doing what people are asking of you to improve your life that is so important and you know as we go forward especially this busy very busy time of year the holidays and everything coming up and then we have you know the new year and I know a lot of business entrepreneurs that I've been speaking with too in, in the US are, are thinking, okay, year end cram, and then it's you know tax season. What are some, and it go, all goes back to the spirituality about what feeds your soul, but it's the time management part that I am also hearing from a lot of different people that they're struggling with fitting the time in to do everything can you enlighten us on you you're the expert on this because you well, know the time management thing is very difficult for a lot of people and myself included sometimes thank you for calling me an expert on this <laughs> um as you were talking the word that came out was priority because the thing is that we, we as human beings, we, we take on absolutely everything and every, anything. And our conscious and subconscious mind can't differentiate between the two. So it's, it's not going to know whether something you, you want to do is actually for next week or whether it's for today. If it's in your brain, then everything is for today. So hence why that urgency within us is always, oh, my God, I've got so much, so much, so much, so much to do. Best thing is get it out of your head. Put it in your calendar, write it down, however it may be, because once it's on paper, once it's out of your head, but secondly, you're able to see what you're actually thinking you need to do. And some of those things you might be able to actually delegate. You might be able to say to family, friends, you know, somebody else, could you help me with this? Can you do this for me? There might be things on there that actually you think, oh, that's not for January. 
I don't need to do it now. It's for January, but it's it was in your mind. So therefore it created that urgency. And then prioritize what you need to do, what's urgent for today. What do I need to get done for today? Because not everything that's going on in your head is for today. And that's the way to break down in terms of being able to manage this busy time going into January. Because one thing you don't want to be doing is hitting January in total burnout, especially as entrepreneurs. That's definitely not what we want to be doing. Right. And thank you so much for sharing that. Um, You know, I know what works for me is, you know, and you mentioned pen to paper. And for instance, I have my little, my daily clipboard um, and I write, um, you know, from this time to this time, I'm doing this, you know, some outstanding things that I have. What frightens me, um, what I've heard some of my friends say is that my to-do list has a to-do list. Yeah. But again, that, that comes back down to priorities. What are you considering to be priorities for needing to get done today? Because we all, as I said, have projects and we all have lots of lots of lists. Differentiate what's your personal life and what's your working life, because sometimes they both get interlocked and mixed and then that causes a confusion as well. So be clear when you're doing your schedule. I have a color coded um, calendar. So I'm able to look at my calendar and know instantly this is personal, this is business, this is business relating to meetings, podcasts, you know, clients, whatever it may be, it's all color-coded. So that sometimes I don't even need to go into it to go, okay, this is the client until I do. So make a system that works for you, but it's all about knowing what's important and making time for that because when we class something as priority, when we put something in our minds and we know we've got to get it done, we are going to find that time. Whether we've got to take that time from five minutes here, six hours there, we are going to make that time. When an emergency happens in life, we find time. So it's the same thing in terms of the way the brain works. You prioritize something, you will find the time. So that's why it's really important that when you look at your list, you look at what is important for you and break that down on a day-to-day basis, and then you will be able to manage things. But don't beat yourself up if something carries on to the day after, because we have certain amount in the day, things happen in life that you know we don't um, anticipate. So do not worry if you don't accomplish everything within that list, but task yourself at least three to five things within the day that you feel, yes, I need to get done. I love that approach because it's simplicity. It's very practical. Um, My next question, we were talking about pen to paper and I obviously do that myself. Do you use a special app as well to kind of you know, keep you up to date with all your different projects going on? I use Google Calendar. Google Calendar organizes most of my life, but in terms of my projects and what I've got going, I am a pen to paper girl. And I find that when I'm pen to paper initially, when I'm, you know, doing the whole kind of, I suppose, breakdown schedule, 
it helps in terms of my creativity, but also in terms of the guidance of, you know, what needs doing and how it needs doing. And then I translate it all onto the calendar with flexibility. And then like yourself, I'm also pen to paper. I have my clipboard next to me where I do my daily tasks, where I, I've broken up. What do I need to do today? And, you know, what's important for me. So all of that is laid down on a daily basis. Otherwise, my mind is going here and it's going there and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And, and at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't feel as if I've done anything because I haven't actually accomplished any of the projects that I felt I needed to. So find a system that works for you. But I'm a huge pen to paper person. Wow. And that is so too find the system that works for you. Now, I know many people, um, you know, through their different email forms, you know, especially Google, you have Google, um, the Google calendar, which is awesome. Um, Yahoo, you know, all the different um, email um, providers have that service. So, but you're, I like how you said that you still do the pen to paper because I think, you know, obviously we, everyone relies so much on their electronics, you know, what if the power goes out, you know, you, you need a backup. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I just want to sidebar for just a moment and welcome all of our listeners on the Wisdom Audio app. I'm so excited that you are all here and I see some familiar names. So thank you so much for being here. Ambila, um, your first podcast with me was on June 23rd. Your second was August 25th. And today it's obviously December 6th. And you were just mentioning about time management, how you just finished a module. So that to me sounds very exciting. Are you coming out with a new um, program for your clients? It's actually my existing program, which I'm also taking online so I can serve more people in a better way. Um, it's my one-to-one -one program where people get to work with me for eight, I call it eight modules rather than eight weeks. And we go through every step possible to help them to not just build a business, but if they're already in business, to how to up-level that business so that they're making consistent money clients and also saving themselves time. So a lot of what I've discussed today, we I actually walk them through that process. I help them with the skill systems. So whereas we're just kind of going, yeah, find a system that works for you. I actually give you a list of systems that can possibly work to help your business to you know, move things forward. And I even train because of my technical background. I've um, created training videos. So in some cases, I'm actually training you on how you can actually set this up because some of my clients aren't IT as I am. So therefore, they found it really helpful just being able to have this guidance to go do this, do this, do this, and then you're all set up and then you can really manage your time and um, your business. So all of those kinds of things. But yes, so I'm super excited. This is almost at completion and then it means that I can take on group um, coaching as well. Wow when do you think you'll be doing the group coaching? Well hopefully um, from January onwards but I'll still be taking the one-to-one. -one. The one-to-one -one just means that you get far more um, private time with me 
and you get more able to answer more questions and it's all about you you know me really pushing your business whereas with a group because you will be part of a group so it's a shared platform so therefore you won't get that same quality time with me right when when a client comes to work with you and and obviously we know that there's a time management module what would you say is and we talked about systems and you describe which i think is amazing that because a lot of um, entrepreneurs are not that tech savvy i consider myself to be tech savvy but I don't know at all. So I think that is just so amazing. What would you say would be another big tip or maybe something about one of your modules with, that sticks out with, with your clients? God, there's a lot. Um, it really depends where they are in their business, but in keeping with the time management element, one of the other th great things is that for an entrepreneur, to move in from a hobby mindset to a business mindset, I go through the journey of that. So because of my holistic background, spiritual background, what you are getting with me within my program isn't just the logical strategies, but you're also getting the personal growth strategies because you cannot maintain or build a business if you are not growing yourself as a person. So there's a lot to do with mindset. There's a lot to do with emotional blocks. There's a lot to do with what is stopping you from moving forward. And with the spirituality, being a reader as well as a healer, I'm able to help guide people, but I'm also able to help them to remove those emotional blocks so that if the strategies aren't working, then we go deeper. We don't just go, well, strategy isn't working. You keep at it, it will work. We go, okay, that's not working. What's stopping you? Where is that block happening? What trauma have you been holding on to? What belief system do you really need to get rid of? So you're getting a complete 360. Mm. And all of that is covered within the modules. But again, on a one-to-one, -one, you get so much more quality time and you get the meditations, you get the insights, you get me working on removing those blocks. On a group coaching level, it will be a different forum because I can't, I'm then serving a collective rather than an individual. So it won't be so yeah, detailed. Now, you mentioned something very important in that about coaching your clients from a hobby mindset to a busy business mindset yeah i've heard hobby mindset come up so much the last month and i think that that is that's no coincidence i think it's ironic though when would someone know because a lot of people don't i think know that they're in that hobby mindset what would be a huge clue to them that gee you know I got to change this around I'm not getting anywhere okay. easiest definition and this is my definition so please don't put it out there for other people but my definition of a hobby mindset is if you're not making consistent money if you're not getting consistent clients then you are in a hobby because you are making money when you do the work 
when you feel like you want to do the work. So you might do that extra push to get that sale or promote your product or service. And then you relax and then, you know, and then the next thing you know, it's like, oh my God, that client's gone. I need to rev up again. So if you're constantly on a stop, start, stop, start, stop, start with your money income coming in, but also in terms of your client work, then that's what I class as a hobby because you're living on a month by month mentality and basis which is what we have when we're employees we live paycheck to paycheck of course we may have savings at the bank and everything else but we are waiting for that paycheck to come so when we transfer to being an entrepreneur and this is how I started off I have the same mindset because nobody told me any different so I used to think okay I'll get a client this month then I'll work with that client then when I finish with the client then I'll get another client and then when I finish with that Okay. business not growing why am I struggling for income because sometimes I might not get the next client straight away and that is the hobby being a business owner you're actually planning forward so that you don't have those gaps you're planning for the eventuality you're continuously selling if that's what the word you want to use but you're continuously promoting you're continuously selling and you're continuously putting yourself out there so that people know you exist. How important would you say is the social media aspect of selling? Social media aspect is important because that is the new way that people are recognizing. But social media is about, and a media expert actually said this, and I'm gonna get it wrong, but the gist of it was that it's about being social. It's not about selling. So if you're in putting stuff out on social media, it's about you connecting with people, not doing the brazen selling of buy this, buy now, have this offer, do that kind of thing. Unless, of course, you're a retailer, then go ahead. But if you're a service-based, it's more about forming that relationship. And people come to social media because they want to be distracted. They don't want to be sold. If they want to be sold, they'll go elsewhere. But once they get to trust you, they will automatically go to your other forums, like your website or maybe other pages where you are selling, and then they will buy from you. So it is important, but I think social media is more important for people to connect with you, to get to know who you are then from there they learn what your products and services are and then it's an easy sale because once they trust you then you know they will be there wow this has been such an amazing conversation um i love obviously love having you on um the Truly Your VA podcast. I'm going to do the quick sign off on the Wisdom Audio app. Again, I want to thank all of my amazing listeners on here. And remember, you know, truly, the Truly Your VA business podcast really is all about connecting, collaborating, and inspiring entrepreneurs. So if you are a service-based entrepreneur and you'd love to share your time with me on the Truly Your VA podcast, please do not hesitate to reach out. Once again, thank you so much, Wisdom, and we'll be on again very soon. I'll keep you posted and check out my website, 
at the end of the day, and I will have the link to this podcast on there. Thank you so much, everyone, on Wisdom. Have a great day. Wow. I just want to say again, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. You have truly been such an inspiration, not only to myself, but to my viewers and listeners. I I couldn't write down notes fast enough. And, and I think every time that I, I've had you on, I learn more and more. And it really gets me to thinking that this is so much more than just um, being an entrepreneur or being in the service ind- industry. It really is about the connection and collaboration. So I want to thank you so much for being my guest today. You are truly amazing. Janice, thank you so much. I mean, I'm greatly honored that you keep on asking me back. So that in itself is a true honor. And thank you so much for your kind words. I'm glad that the things that I share with people, again, everything I share is what I've been through and what I've learned from other experts. So nothing is just academic based. And I'm so truly grateful that it's resonating and hopefully changing lives and people are using it and, you know, moving forward. So thank you for giving me this platform. You are so welcome. Um, One final question. How can our viewers and listeners get in contact with you? This is the easiest question. Get the spelling of my name right. And then you will be able to connect with me. Fastest way, I am most active on Instagram. My handle is ambila underscore nath. So if you want to um, interact with me, get a message across, get a response back quick, then that would be the forum. Secondly, go onto my website, which is ambilanath.com. I do have LinkedIn, Facebook, but I'm not as active as the other two. So yeah those would be the forums. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And I, of course, will make sure that um, all those links are in the show notes. And of course, the links to your prior podcast. My name is Janice, the host of Truly Your VA with Janice podcast. And remember, this is the business podcast to connect, collaborate and engage. Thank you so much for being here today. And we shall see you again very soon. Bye for now.